Hey, it's Alana. And Jacqueline. Back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Yay. Coming right off of the Oscars. Oh man, the Oscars. What, what a, a great Oscars this year. They actually made some history this year. They which did. I think is really awesome. Well, first things first, did you like the Oscars? Did you watch the Oscars? I loved it. I caught the last hour, which I think was the best hour. I mean, isn't it always the it the is. last hour that people mm-hmm. really care about? Mm-hmm. I only saw the last hour. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm falling in in line with you. Like, I only saw the last hour. The whole time. I like, saw the whole thing. I mean, I know they put a lot of work into the opening of the show, but I just caught the last You know what? I caught the last hour, but I also caught Army Hammer with his hot dog gun. I don't know what that was about, but I remember seeing that and being like, what's going on? Listen, sign me up for that, because anything with Army Hammer and a hot dog, I'm down. Oh. Well, I think Gal Gadot was there, too. Okay, I'm so I think Wonder Woman was doing it too. Jordan Peele, he won. Yes, that was the best. I mean, everything following that was great too, but I was ecstatic. Yeah, so if you don't know, he uh, Jordan Peele won Best Original Screenplay. It was the Mm -hmm. first time an African American man or woman Mm -hmm. had ever won for that category. It did take a long time. Jeez, oh, I know. I you, remember black reading. Black people have gotten so much representation as far as original work. I feel, or I mean, mm, movies. Maybe you would not original think. Work. I mean, you would think, but like you would I, think. I, I think that we want to give ourselves a little more credit than the Academy wants to give uh, us. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember watching. You know how for Best Actress they always do like a montage of the past actresses that yeah. have won that award, right. and I do remember feeling like, damn. Y'all only got one black woman, like one black woman. And that was Halle Berry from Monsters Ball. She's like, she's black, but you know, she's 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 black. She's black. She's she's black. (laughs) She's black. Don't don't take that away from Halle. She's a hundred percent black. Beautiful. But it definitely did strike me. Mm -hmm. Like as I was watching all of these amazing performances, I, I I did notice a very distinct lack of color representation, be it black, Asian, Mexican. Yeah, it's it's a problematic. And I think this is finally they have like, I think, fires up their asses totally. to mind you, the wine scene company is going bankrupt, by the way. But I heard that it was going to be bought by a group of women. Whoa. That, I think that came out on Monday. All right. So that's awesome. We will catch you guys up on that as we know more. But I yeah. think I read that in Variety. I think mm, it was Variety. Awesome. I think I'm like 90 percent sure. Anyways, it was a huge win for the minority community, huge. for the black community, for the Asian community, for, and his speech was great about, you know, he wanted to make a movie that no one else was going to make. And and that was exactly what he made. Exactly. Exactly what he made. There was not a single movie mm-hmm. for me that I saw in 2017 or that I know of that came out in 2017 yeah. that even touched. Touched. Get out! Not like that was. I mean, I, when I'm, when it came out, people were like, "You have to say it. it's nothing like you've ever seen before." And I remember Me being too. like, "What do you mean? Like, what is it that I haven't seen before?" And I saw it, and I was floored. See, within the black community, everybody was saying that because obviously Jordan Peele is African American. Mm-hmm. African American people show up in droves, as do Asian people. Mm-hmm. Show up in support, but I really knew that this movie had taken on a life of its own. When white people were telling you, you have to see Get Out. And I had a vague idea of what Get Out was about. I had no no idea. See, I had a vague idea. So when 
white people of all ages were like, you got to see this movie. It's amazing. It'll make you think. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. It'll scare you. I I was like, okay, hold on. (laughs) A white person is talking to me about a movie that deals with subconscious prejudicial Mm -hmm. thinking white liberals realizing or white liberals um are essentially saying these people that i'm talking to that this movie is worth seeing because it addresses the fact that you can be a well-intentioned white liberal and still harbor subconscious prejudicial thoughts Mm -hmm. when i got that message to my like when that when someone told me that message i was like okay White people are getting woke. I need to get woke too. And goddamn, this movie stuck with me for weeks after. And after I saw it, I was like, oh my God, have you seen Get Out? You want to talk about it? No matter what race the person I was talking to was, it's like, do you want to talk about Get Out? It's, it is ingenious and if it was you, great and if you i mean key and peel had such huge success on comedy central that you know you almost understand their their twisted mind and where he comes from and and, and it becomes funny like i found myself laughing at parts oh yeah that like just like i was just like and and what's his name daniel kaluala uh, kaluyala he he made it Kaluya? like i he was Amazing. Amazing. Astounding. The Amazing. level of just, it, there was just, it was just so, so well done. The best actor category was really tight this year. It was. Because you had Gary Oldman, who won. You right. had Daniel. But then you also had Timothy Chalamet from yeah. Call Me By Your Name. Now, granted, yeah. like, as as much as I loved Call Me By Your Name, and right. I would have loved to see him get that award. Yeah. You know, it's like a a baby Leo DiCaprio situation. Like, you're too young, you're too tender, but you're talented as fuck. So don't worry, you will be here again nominated. Mm -hmm. As much as I love me some Kobe Bryant. Oh, see, what was that all about? So he won, I think, for best short, something regarding a short film that he had a hand in writing or producing. I'm a little fuzzy about it, but what I do remember... That was not in the first hour. I mean, the last hour. I don't... I. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do know that he got it. And I remember thinking, that's interesting. In the in the wake of the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement, l- let me remind you, Kobe Bryant was accused mm-hmm. of sexual assault. Yes. I think he it was, was like 10, 10 12 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. 15 years ago. ago. I say accused because we don't know for sure. They settled out of court and that was sort of all we heard about it. But I I did think to myself, wow, in in this time of Me Too and Time's Up, we just awarded an an accused rapist with an Oscar, Mm. which I I think is a first. Like, I think that's that we know of. But I do remember going, oh, that's interesting. Like, as much as I love Kobe Bryant, long live the Mamba, hardcore Laker fan, and he made me a Laker fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I did think that the timing was rather odd. I see. For this year, for everything that happens. And I'm not, yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that 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 short isn't worth listening to. I'm not, or watching. I'm not saying that that short isn't good. Uh Uh-huh. But I am saying it was really weird timing that with all of this sexual assault stuff going on in Hollywood, yeah. to award him an Oscar just mm. seemed a little bit like bad form, maybe? I see. If if the Oscars mm. were trying to make a statement about the Me Too movement and yeah. the Time's Up movement, which, for the record, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. The, who did it was Frances McDormand and... Exactly, because this and, Oscar... Yeah award show was overwhelmingly male yeah 
overwhelmingly, without you mean, a doubt. You talking about just like winners? Oh, I see. I mean, yeah, right, right. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I just thought it was weird timing. But mm. again, like, I'm apparently that short's amazing. I'm sure he deserved it. I just thought that the timing was interesting. If the Oscars wanted to make a statement mm. about the Me Too movement and the Times Up movement and how they would not tolerate sexual harassment in Hollywood. Because I, I don't see. think James Franco was there. He was Because he, because I think there was some BS about that too and how. How he's molested. Well, I think he had been nominated for an Oscar. Disaster artist, yeah. Right. And then, and I think people were had already been casting their votes when the sexual assault story broke. Oh. And there was talk about people wanting to retract votes I in see. light of the accusations right. uh, he against got, He won Franco. the Golden Globe, I think, for um, Disaster Artist or something. He won an award for sure. And so, I'm su- yeah, interesting. But a Golden Globe is different than an Oscar. It is. Oscars completely. are like the tippy top of the tippy top. Yeah. But usually it's like, you know, if you win the uh, the Golden Globe, right. the SAG, you're like most like that. That's the that's the running theory. But um. Uh, yeah, I I didn't even think about that. Well, first of all, I didn't watch. Obviously, I only watched the last hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I was really pleasantly surprised with everything that happened that I watched, and I had I didn't have any idea what actually I was gonna look it up, but I didn't have time. Yeah, I I I don't like you said before. I think you said it perfectly. I don't really think the Academy thought about the Me Too movement. Oh, I think that there was thought there, but I, mean, I thought think about that like the thought- specific choices in that making in that direction yeah like i think that there was a thought there but i think the thought was let's let's not make any big right declarations about it and it really wasn't until Frances mcdormand came up and accepted her award oh, gosh. she might not have said anything about the me too movement but she definitely put the words inclusion writer yeah. on the map and she definitely shouted out to all the, the wonderful women, women in was, there, and, and I lo- she like didn't have any makeup on. Like she, it was just okay. just like a statement. Like well, I didn't look like you know what I mean. She had no look. If you go back, she's not wearing like she doesn't look bad. But like I love that there was no like heavy jewelry, heavy cleavage. Nothing was showing. Like she like didn't put any lipstick on. Like it was just like. Do like, you think not wearing makeup is a statement? Um, I think for what who she is. And I'm I just think, saying in general. Um. For women in general, because I don't think that's much of a statement. I think that it it can be in a sense of like, in order to feel good or to look pretty, I have to wear lipstick. Hmm. Um, I, I think, think this is a podcast episode because be I don't know if I agree with that. You don't think lipstick is a statement? I think lipstick is a statement, but I don't agree that a, if a woman chooses to not wear makeup, she's making a statement. I go makeup free plenty of times in the week, and I don't oh, think I'm making a statement. I just think I that see. I d- I'm deciding not to wear makeup and saying I don't need to put on makeup to look pretty for everybody else. I feel pretty enough as I am without makeup. But nonetheless, we are not here to talk about <laughs> makeup just a and the Oscars. But one thing that we are going to talk about today, <laughs> I think that since Jackie and I knew we were going to do this podcast... We knew that there was one stereotype that was essentially a double whammy and that we were going to have to talk about it eventually. Mm-hmm. That is the pernicious, pernicious stereotype Ooh. of women and Asians <laughs> and the bad driver stereotype. Bad driver, bad driver, bad It's a driver. double whammy coming it at is. you. Double whammy. 
Ooh, tell me about it. Exactly. I didn't get my license till I was 21. It was, I had like a long road to getting were... my license. <laughs> Talk about it. So what, what, how was it for you? Well, why did it take you so long? I'll keep this brief. Well, I never really wanted to drive. That was essentially why Ever? I was just, no, I didn't really have a desire when all my friends were getting their like light, their permits, I guess. Yeah. Permits Yeah. in high school. Like I just, the desire for me wasn't there. Like I just didn't want to like, learn. You, just, you were fine with like being picked up everywhere. And... All my friends were always a year older than me and they all were able to drive. That's so funny. I, was, I also lived in L.A. and I went to school very close to downtown L.A. Uh-huh. So public transportation was very fruitful and I could get anywhere uh-huh. between public transit, my friends and my parents. I never had the desire to want to drive. So interesting. But nonetheless, my parents are responsible parents and they were <laughs> like, no, you need to learn how to drive. And so my mom taught me and she would get really nervous and she would hold on to what I call the oh shit bar. Uh-huh. You know that bar above the pat, the like handle above the yeah, passenger yeah, 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 seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would hang on to that and she would scream and it was really jarring. Oh. I remember one day driving back from, I think it was my first job. I was, she was making me drive home and I was like, okay, but if you scream like that, I'm not driving with you anymore. I did something behind the wheel and she screamed and grabbed the oh shit bar and I got really startled. And once I like collected my wits, I remember pulling over, putting the car in park, getting out of the driver's seat and getting in the back seat. And that was the last time I drove with my mom. Wow. I just couldn't do it. And then my dad was like, that's stupid. Like you can't teach your daughter to drive. I can teach her how to drive. <laughs> but he would make me take all these routes home that I have I had never taken before. Uh-huh. And to this day, I have never taken since. And I was like, Dad, I don't want to drive these stupid routes <laughs> that I'm never going to drive anymore. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to do that. And yeah. he was like, well, if you don't want to do it, then you're just not going to drive. I just didn't drive. I was like, fine. I'd rather not drive than like take these routes that I'm never going to take home. <laughs> what a great like manly thing to be like, you can't teach your daughter. I'm going to teach my daughter. And right. then one day because I'm like, I can't teach my daughter. either. My older male cousin tried to teach me. My mom was not happy with those driving ways. So he was what? out. They hired a driving teacher for me. He called me a ditz. I think three or four um, sessions in. Teacher. And I was like, I will not get back in a car with someone that calls me a ditz. Time passed. I went to school in upstate New York. I didn't need a car. I didn't need my license. And it wasn't until I met my boyfriend now that I've been with for 10 years who lives, if you know anything about Los Angeles, he lives in Pasadena. I lived in Venice. So if ever we wanted to hang out, he was driving 45 minutes to come and see me. Easy. Easily. And one day he was like, babe, if this is going to work out, you have to learn how to drive. And so my boyfriend taught me how to drive. That was literally the catalyst for me learning how to drive. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank God for Dylan. I hope that no other parent has to endure that. <laughs> I hope. And thank God for God. Dylan and thank God for all your friends. Otherwise, you would have been. I was always good on gas money. I was that girl that was uh... like, I will be a passenger that is willing to hand over See, 20 See, and that's why I'm sure people were like, oh, pick you up. <laughs> why not? I would have. Why not? <laughs> when did you get your license? So, I don't even remember, but I think I got my license out of high school. Uh-huh. I think I must have been 18. Mm-hmm. I was also late to the game, but um Okay. I had my story's a little different than yours though. Like I had all my friends also drove and I uh I felt like shitty, mm-hmm. like that I I couldn't drive. I felt less than Okay. Because they had the freedom to go, and I think what it was too. I was, uh, I was, uh, I could never go out. Got it. I was one of those girls. Okay. Yeah. Go out. Mom said no. 
yeah. go out, this and that, because my brother was fucking rebellious. Yeah, you heard me, Jonathan. My brother was <laughs> super rebellious and was like, fuck you, I'm out. Mm-hmm. He would go out whenever he wanted. And I, going back to the model minority stereotype, uh-huh. I was obedient and sweet and the perfect daughter and you know, paying my dues mm-hmm. and staying home and washing dishes. I should be writing the Asian Cinderella. How did that work out for you? Horrible. I thought because so. Because I wanted to go out and had freedom. And so if I, if I, and so I thought if I had my fucking license, I could just get in my mom's car and go. You right. know what I mean? Like, and so that, I, wow, that's so interesting. I kind of didn't, I think I knew it, but I didn't really knew, know it completely until I'm saying this out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I felt less dense because all my friends would go out and all my friends would party. And, and the fact that I even couldn't go out or get picked up because I couldn't go out, um, that I, 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 I hated not having my license or that I couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, those times are over. But, uh, so I, um, my brother taught me how to drive. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He taught me how to drive. Your mom and... put your brother to work. Yeah. Oof, yeah. She, I, I would have never been able to learn from um at all so uh thank god that he taught me um my brother was a really good teacher i almost killed a squirrel once um and then i crashed his car um by trying to park Mm -hmm. i hit a parked car um and i bet if someone was driving that'd be by they'd be like "Ooh, she's asian (laughs) and she's a woman (laughs) i knew it that was a really witchy laugh uh that i that i just did uh, so, so then I went to college in Hollywood and I didn't have to drive either cause I was dorming mm-hmm. and, um, and then, and then I, from then on, so then by the, I also had so many friends that could pick me up right. that it was, it, it was fine, but you know, those, those are my, uh, that's my history. All that. <laughs> so we both had really like jagged driving histories to right. say the absolute <laughs> least so i mean but we we did it i've never been in a car accident have you oh yeah last okay. year i was my phone was being lame and i rear-ended this audi and i was so shooken oh my god i remember getting out and be like i'm so sorry right like i'm a little asian girl like help me <laughs> like i just remember just feeling so horrible and he was so nice and he had just spent a shit ton of money and didn't have my car for two months so yay and my insurance doubled Got it. Well, I was actually kind of hoping you would say no <laughs> in this situation <laughs> because in the U.S. it is a proven fact that women are safer drivers really? than men. I've never gotten I've never gotten um, a speeding ticket ever. Okay, that has nothing to do with like. Okay. Okay, I think you're saying if you're reckless, then you're gonna drive fast. I ah uh, yes, in, in I think sense. that there's other elements to reckless driving other than speed. But yes, I think in the United States, if someone, if the question is who's a better driver, men versus women, I think you have to define what the word better means. And okay. if to you, better equals safer, women kick men's ass across all 50 states. Woo-hoo. Yep. Women pay less in driving insurance. Uh, men on average will pay $15,000 more in insurance than Men uh, men will pay $15,000 more insurance than women in their lifetime. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Just like take that in for a second. And there are some statistics to back this up. So just some, some facts to mull over. Men get in more accidents. According to the New York traffic study, 80% of all auto accidents that kill or severely injure pedestrians involve male drivers. 
Wow. According to a study by Quality Planning Auto Insurance Statistics Company, female drivers are 27% less likely to be at fault when involved in an accident. According to the U.S. Department of Transportation, in 2007, men were involved in 6.1 million accidents. Whoa. 6.1 million. 40,000 were fatal. Women were involved in 4.4 million accidents, and only 14,000 of those accidents were fatal. Hmm. Go figure. In mostly every category of traffic violation that exists in the U.S., men get more traffic violations than women do. Men are more likely to get cited for reckless driving. That ratio is 3.41 to 1. They're more likely to get DUIs. That ratio is 3.09 to 1. They're more likely to violate, to have seatbelt violations. That ratio is 3.08 to 1. They're more likely to speed. Ratio is 1.75 to 1. They're more likely to fail to yield. 1.54 to 1 ratio, and they're more likely to have stop signal violations. And that ratio is 1.53 to 1. Damn. Now, we do have to bear in mind that men do drive more in they terms do. of like the, the, the miles that they log. Yes. They drive more than women do. We do yes. have to take that into account when we mull over these numbers and these figures. Yes. I also think like men see cars as like toys more than women do, you know? I don't, and I so, mean, I think that there are tons of women out there that love cars and love bikes. I agree. But I, 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 I feel like maybe just like that, that like, I don't know what it is about the movie that's just the testosterone. I know because I know my brother was, my brother was a quite more reckless You know what? Driver. Science would agree with you. Some, some scientists have pointed to the testosterone level yeah. that men have. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are absolutely right on that. Mm -hmm. So I think that testosterone just... You know, instead of go like hunting a, a hunting a wild pig, they want to you know. <laughs> well, no, wanna... I mean, you're kind of right. I mean, experts <laughs> would attribute uh, men's riskier, more aggressive driving behavior to higher testosterone levels, and because they have higher testosterone levels, they're more likely to take risks fueled by testosterone. Mm -hmm. Which and those risks may include. Driving drunk, speeding, driving when tired or in other impaired Oof, situations. So, um, so <sighs> yeah, it, science definitely would agree with you. Men also get more DUIs than women do. So, yeah. In 2007, 626,371 DUIs were issued to men versus 162,493, which were issued to women. Wow. So, that's a big difference gap yeah that's a huge gap i mean clearly they just they whatever it is that's running through that that moment they choose to ignore <laughs> well yeah but even so it's like uh, we are safer drivers the studies show that but like where did this stereotype not where because i know where it came from and i'll tell you in one second but why does it keep persisting i know because Originally, when cars became a thing and and being able to drive an automobile was only for the super rich, mm -hmm. it was considered a luxury. This mm -hmm. was like back in the 1910s. Mm -hmm. This stereotype didn't exist mm -hmm. because there weren't a, a there weren't a ton of drivers on the road. Right. And there weren't a People ton weren't of working as much either. That's true. Know? But there also weren't a ton of female drivers right. on the road. Yes. And so the women that could afford to own a car were also the women that had the luxury of deciding, hmm, do I want to go out for a leisurely drive? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to sit home and do ladies who lunch with my friends? Right. 
And so, I mean, there wasn't really the need to like, quote, keep women in their places because women were not driving Driving. around town as often as they they obviously are now. Not at all. It's it's totally true. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, so the 1910s, not many people were driving, let alone not many women were driving. Uh Uh-huh. But the 1920s were a little bit different. Ooh, just 10 years. Yeah, so just 10 <laughs> So in those 10 years cars became slightly more affordable. So you had the opportunity for more women to to take the wheel of the car and start driving. And so as more hmm. women were able to as more families were able to ascertain afford cars. Yeah. That meant that you had more women that were then able having access or having to learn how, how to drive. To, right, 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 right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that you start to sort of see this stereotype creep up. Uh-huh. Because you get the men that are trying to keep women in their places. Sure. Do you know what I, I mean? Wonder, like, I wonder if this, like, it was, I'm, I mean, I don't know, but was it a, like a man that started this? Like, well, this women bad driver stereotype? Um, because, you know, it just, it makes sense where, like, you know, to to keep them in their place and to just sort of put them down and to, and especially from that era that, that you know, it became like, you know, now they're starting to drive and they're also bad at it. Well, right. But let's also remember that World War II was happening around 1910 mm-hmm. too. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's so huge. men were leaving. Right. So leaving. then women had all the responsibilities. Right. And had, then, then they didn't have a choice. They had to learn how to drive. Right. Because they had to be more mobile. Exactly. But I think as more women began to drive, more men started to go, mm, women are bad drivers. Men need to be the ones driving and women should just be where they need to be. Exactly. At home. Driving is not their place. Yeah. At home, right. in the kitchen, cooking dinner and taking care of the kids. But it wasn't until 1963 when a little known cartoon called The Jetsons. Ooh. Yeah, really uh, drove this stereotype home. Wow. So the episode, I believe it's episode 18, and it's called Jane Learns to Drive. Sorry, Jane's Driving Lesson. And it was Uh the 18th episode of The Jetsons, and it originally aired on January 27th, 1963. And... During that time, I guess, Jane Jetson, she was thought of as the woman of the future. So Mm. she was the woman that middle class American women aspired to be like, because in theory, Jane Jetson was a very common, very typical middle class every woman. Right, right, right. She was the every woman of 2063. Right. And so the women... The older one. She was the every woman. But she was. Like, that's when the cartoon took place. So she was the woman that women of that era aspired to be like and that girls of that era wanted to be like when they grew up. Mm. So in this episode, I'm just going to read a little bit of a write-up from an article in Smithsonian Mag. So... Jane receives a driving lesson during the episode, but when the instructor wants to stop off to check his safe deposit box, because when I had my driver, my driving lesson, you know, that's what the 
the teacher wanted to do. Right. Um, a bank robber emerges and hops into Jane's vehicle. Jane continues on driving, believing that he must be just another driving instructor. The bank robber is terrified of Jane's driving, and by the end of the episode, he's begging to be put in jail rather than endure what? more time in the flying car with Jane. After George finds Jane at the police stations, the status quo is restored. Uh, George is again behind the joke, and Jane explains, You know, George, I don't really care much about driving anyway. George's response is, Well, it's better if you don't, Janie. Driving requires a man's skill, a man's judgment, a man's technical know-how. And what about a man's eyesight, George? Jane replies just before George realizes he went through a red light and crashes into a parked car. So that's the episode. The episode pretty wow. clearly wears its sexism on its sleeve. Uh, yeah. And makes no qualms about that. That is That makes me want to dive into every either show or episode or movie or cartoon that has had a moment of bad women driver stereotype yeah i mean there's been a ton a ton i mean in, in that era too especially like but even now i mean i know family guy definitely had definitely makes jokes about women being bad drivers mm-hmm. if you check urban dictionary if you google or uh if you search bad driver on urban dictionary the first definition oh, to come God. up is women and asians <laughs> And I think, and I remember reading it earlier today, and it said, like, women and Asians, and if the driver is an Asian woman, that's the worst. <laughs> okay, but... <sighs> so, like, that's where these stereotypes came from. Do you... We... Go ahead. Do you have... I'm go... I cut you off. No, go for it. I just... I'm torn with this one. Okay. Because this Asian <laughs> driver stereotype... I'm a good driver. Well, hold on, because we haven't gotten okay. to the Asian yeah, part yet. We're still just talking about, about women where... being <laughs> yeah. bad drivers. Because we're not bad drivers. Research has told us that we are not bad drivers. We're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're, we are safer than men. We're safer drivers. Now, if we're talking about, like, technique, are we better or worse than men? That's way subjective. Right. Or etiquette, following rules. Like, all of that falls into consideration. Ooh, I yeah. never thought about that. Yes, like driving yeah. etiquette. Um, people coming from different countries where rules are different in other countries. Yep. Like China being a big difference. Mm-hmm. And so that all plays into... And age, and I guess you could say all this stuff, because I have quite, I mean, yeah, so it, it's it's fascinating to think, I've never really thought about the stereotype stemming from that era, which makes perfect sense to me, um, because I, I, I've i never had a problem, I'm a great driver, I've never had anyone tell me I'm a bad driver, Same. even me being Asian, no one's ever done, well, I think I have a couple, like, stand-up comedian friends that have, like, ran bad driver Asian jokes at me, okay. to be like, what do, what do you think about this one, and I laugh, because, mm-hmm. like, I've experienced it as far as seeing other Asian women drive. So it's just, it's just, I'm a torn. Can we get into the now? Can we get into Go the Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think it's hard because I live in a predominantly Asian community where everyone's practically from China. And I have experienced firsthand mm-hmm. the, so I guess you could so-called bat like asian driver stereotype Mm -hmm. i've experienced it i've witnessed it over and over again in my area i've been frustrated at it i've honked my horn at women at this (laughs) and i to me like i think about where it comes from and a lot of it is first of all these people in china maybe a didn't have to drive right right b rules are completely different there Mm mm-hmm 
C, they don't care about the fucking rules here. They just will not learn. It it, it almost stems down what I think. Explain that because that's that's an it almost confusing. It, it to almost me. stems down to a place of ignorance, where these Asian rich ass Asian women that are driving Audis, Beamers, Bentleys, Maseratis don't want to learn how to be a good driver. They don't care about the etiquette. They don't care about the rules. They don't care that they're uh, waiting for, you know, that there's no parking spots, but they're just stopped there without their emergency lights on. Mm-hmm. They don't care about blinking. They don't care about sticking their hands out. Right. So it comes down to almost a matter of um, uh, character and morals that I guess you could that could, that could stem more across maybe Asians in general, mm-hmm. um, where just they don't care to learn and so therefore i think that especially that stereotype only becomes strengthened and it's hard how do you tell someone like you should care how you drive because there's this running joke about our fucking community that we suck at driving <clears throat> you know and my mom has friends my my mom has a friend she pulls up in a beamer one time she pulled up in like a different nice car every 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 week when she came by and she is a horrible driver but the the quality of the car doesn't necessarily I'm trying to see the, the correlation saying, between a nice car and, and learning how to drive. Well I'm saying Because the is car is a status symbol. It is. And it's almost a status symbol to where you can correlate where it's like, hey, I have all this money. So I don't give a fuck what you think or what you I do what you what you think about me or how I drive. Maybe the correlation between a nice ass car because it usually there the joke is too that it's like they're usually rich. Or it's just an old Asian woman driving, you know, a normal car, um, but she just doesn't want to learn how to drive well. That's what I think it really comes down to. And maybe for whatever reason, it's more Asians than any other uh, ethnicity. Or maybe it's just because that we're Asian and we've been picked on or that it's funny or that it maybe comes from this area, especially in Los Angeles, because there's so many of us. I don't know. I'm trying to like pick my brain around it because I've experienced it. Oh, and so, I hundred percent. I I believe you have. I guess. Yeah. I guess my immediate thought when it came to Asian people, not even not even just women, but Asian people in general and bad driving, is if they're coming from an Asian country, right? A place where car culture is so different is way different because here in the United States, car culture is very much ingrained in us from mm-hmm. a very young age. Mm-hmm. Kids start getting their permits at 15, 16. Yeah. I mean, so kids are thinking about driving as young as like eight, nine or 10. Yeah. Like that is ingrained in our culture. Yeah, it's normal. And a rite of passage is when a teenager gets his or her license and gets a car. Yes, it's huge. But I would assume that that's not so in Asian countries. No. That's probably not so in China or probably not so in Japan where don't people start driving later, like learning how, like, because 18 is the age where you can get a license in China. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think even a lot there, of people start learning later because either they have means of trans, like you know, public transportation. That's the thing with here, public transportation isn't as well. Right, I know, was going to come to that too. Where right. like even if they start learning how to drive and get a license, public transit is the more effective so way of effective. getting around, and it's cheaper and it's safer. I mean, listen, I went to Taiwan and it was like so effective. It blew my I'm mind. I'm sure. Or, and when I or when I lived in New York, you know, maybe it's not as effective, but I was like, I never need a car. You know, yeah. you, it's you can get from anywhere right now when you could be drunk. You know, like and <laughs> and you're fine. We are not advocating to, to a drunk certain, driving. I'm not. <laughs> but in that sense of like how how much safer that's why we have so many DUIs here and you know that's so many accidents so many I mean we could look up the statistics on you know drunk driving and 
you know, accidents on that. It's so sad. But but yeah, it's it's the rules and the cultures that are completely different. And I think once they get here, if they're not uh, American, mm-hmm. if they're not American born, Asian, right. anything, right. then that culture isn't ingrained in them. And so that's where it comes from. Because the bad Asian driver... I don't think it doesn't come from Asian Americans. It comes from foreign. It comes from. Well, right. Exactly. 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 But the weird part of this stereotype to me has always been, it doesn't matter if you're American, Asian or Asian. If you make a fucked up driving move and you're Asian, you're a bad driver. Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter if the culture is ingrained in you or not. And now it's become that. Right. You know? Right. And then when you associate, you know, patterns and on cars and brands and you know, then it becomes like I've played this game too with my family. We've played it. We're like, how much you wanna bet they're Asian? You know, they're driving a beamer and we drive by them and we're like, Oh, yep. Got it. You know, like with this this is a game that like we play sometimes or or any for any other race. Like it's just it's 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 interesting. And isn't it also kind of a joke? Well, in it how do I wanna say this? There's more people in Asian countries than there is space to drive. Uh, Yes. So that's also probably a component. Huge. But isn't it also kind of a joke that in certain Asian countries, the markings on the ground to uh, signify lanes? Yeah, no one follows the rules. Right. Um, (laughs) It's like it's only there for decoration. Yeah, they they ride on they ride on the there's no pedestrian right away. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Ever. You don't, you're never going to get that. No. Um, Crossing the street is highly dangerous. Um, (laughs) Jaywalking is highly dangerous. People Mm -hmm. break rules. You people. Because people have to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people. And, and, but here's the thing, like in Taiwan, at least like it's all understood. Like here, I feel like in LA, you deal with a lot of the aggressiveness and the rudeness. And at least I'm I'm not saying, I'm not too sure about China's culture, but I know in Taiwan, like it's normal. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we, we they've all accepted that this is how it is. If you're walking out of a 7-Eleven and you see a scooter coming down the sidewalk, you're like... You just move. Yeah, you just move. You're like, okay, he's got... He's, and, you, you know, and there's four kids and a dog on the scooter too. You know but there I mean? are shades of aggression in Asian driving culture as well. There is. I mean, at least in China... It's just a different kind of aggression. It's a different kind of aggression, you know? Like there's... if you. You, you drive. I remember when I went to China for the first time and I was in the car with one of the, a driver, which he shall be un, un, not named here. Mm-hmm. But he was like he was driving. I want to say like eighty to ninety, mm-hmm. and that was normal. Okay, and aggressive. Okay, and cars would just get out of his way, and it was normal. And I was like, "Are we late to something? Mm. Like, is someone having a baby in this car that I don't know of?" Got it. You know, and I mean, granted, he was a different kind of man. He was very, you know. Uh, like hot-headed and just, that was just like his sort of also his behavior mm-hmm. but that like people do that all the time mm-hmm. and it's normal so you're talking about speed aggression because I'm ter- yes. I'm talking about like lack of sharing the road lack of letting people over aggression oh that kind that I've experienced and I've gone how come this person isn't letting me over oh it's an Asian person mm-hmm. what's going on here and, mm-hmm. then, and then having to stop myself and go okay wait in their country there are more cars on the road and people have to get places that yeah. you have to kind of be aggressive you do if you want to get some you do because there's a million thousand bajillion people that right. also have to get somewhere well right and so i could see how that thought if we're talking about someone who is not american born mm-hmm. Asian, and then comes I could, here right i could see how that thought is still very uh very much fresh, alive, and well, especially yeah. driving in a city like Los Angeles. Yeah, tell which me is about traffic it. Traffic all 24/7. the time. Yeah, tell me about it. I and everyone has somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a car here, it's like you don't have feet. 
you know? True. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, I I laugh when people make jokes cuz I've experienced it, but it's it sucks. Like it it, it isn't it doesn't have to be that way and i think it, it just it really i think what i've pinpointed is it really comes down to the person's character yeah you know and do they care to want to learn to drive well and to drive from a place of love instead of out of a place of ignorance and out of a place of i don't give a fuck right. you know that that makes a difference what, are there any stereotypes about black people and bad driving we get that we're like lazy, slow drivers. Uh-huh. When I was researching for this episode, I I came across the question, do black people really ghost ride the whip? <laughs> yeah, I remember I asked you that. Was, that was, I, remember, <laughs> I remember being like, Alana, what does ghost ride the whip mean? And like, I think that was clearly a notion that was made popular in rap and hip hop songs. Yes. Because I would just think of the song the minute I thought about that, but I didn't know what it meant. I've seen maybe four or five people ghost riding the whip in my <laughs> life, and not all of them have been black. Two of them have been Mexican, so I don't think that that's... I was going to say, yeah, probably Mexican. Yeah, like, I don't think that that's specifically a black thing, but by and large, we get, they drive slow, and they're distracted drivers, which I'm not, listen, I don't drive slow, but I could drive distracted. Thank you. I could definitely drive distracted, so... Yeah, but that's also a lot of people in this world too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So you Absolutely. don't you, you guys are then you don't have too many. <laughs> well, no, but the reason that this stereotype has always confused me is because it seems like when it comes to Asian stereotypes in this country, Asians are good at everything else except for driving. Right? You would think that some sort of the model minority myth would bleed. Into yeah, the- and it doesn't. The model minority myth does not bleed into this particular <laughs> no. stereotype where it seems like people not. are very happy happy to be like mm, Asian people are bad drivers that's mm-hmm. that like right? no questions asked because I know I know oh my god my uncle drives amazing my dad is a great driver mm-hmm. um, my mom is a good driver I, my aunts are all great drivers so right. like I, it just but I can I ask a devil's advocate question yeah do you think they're good drivers because they are aware of the stereotype so they make so they are extra careful to drive well because i've got a couple asian friends that feel like that no i just think they want to drive good like that's what i'm saying it really like if you want to really address the issue it comes down to a do you want to be a fucking good driver or not and if you are aware like you're some of your friends and that's great that Mm -hmm. makes them a better driver that sucks it has to be in that form but uh no i i my all my aunts and my mom and most of the asian ladies i know are all good drivers Okay. You know, there's just they're just good drivers. They've learned well. What do you think about that mindset that I used to have? Because some other people out there might have it too. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm just um, saying. I'm not I trying to get throw out. Out the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say what a congratulations on self-reflecting enough to know that is a mindset you had and it bleeds in it could bleed into other areas, you know? Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I think it's great to look at that and say, hmm, like, why is it that with this one, I'm so quick to be like, all of them are bad. I'm so quick to be like, because she's slow, she's Asian or Asian. I'm, you know, whatever it is that 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 process goes through. I would say good on you to have noticed it and then to have wanted to change that. All right. I thank you. you for my on behalf of my community. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's one less person thinking that all bad drivers are Asian. Uh, Just doing my part. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I struggle with it. Like I, you I'm know, sure I struggle with it where I, you know, because I've maybe had more coming from where I live, way more experiences with you where I like I've personally like been fueled with anger mm-hmm. because this person doesn't know how to park a car yeah, and doesn't know how to say sorry and just cut someone off. So therefore, just to go to the grocery, just to park to go to go get groceries took me an hour, you know, sorry. things like I hate when that. that happens, this person, you know, and it's just like. Not all of them are like that, you know? Right. And so I, when my mentality is like, first it's like, oh, here we go. We, we're so used to it in our community that we sort of just like pick, poke fun of it. And then we like shake our heads and we sigh. And then finally we either, you know, go through or then I just say, you know, hey, mom, like you start, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll join you at the market and, you know, maybe in an hour. Um, it doesn't seem like Asian people are really bothered by this stereotype. They don't. They don't like care. the way you're talking about it makes me think like Asian people don't care. No, and that's what they're going to keep doing it. So really, the joke is on us Americans <laughs> is what you're saying. Like, stop spending so like, much your time because we're not going to have a fuck. You're essentially saying like, haha, us Asians don't really care. You Americans care more. And like the fact that you guys get so angry about it just like makes us laugh. Like, is that what you're telling maybe me? That's what it, maybe there's this, like this secret underground community of old asian grandmas Mm -hmm. that meet together every wednesday night how can we be worse drivers how can we you know like what a brilliant idea you just had i i don't know i think they don't care they'll never want to care um unless we they will know nothing it, it won't change anytime soon unless we can enlist their asian american grandkids or asian american children to you know, tell them some truth and to teach them. But no, they, it won't change anytime soon. This one, I can guarantee, will not change. Because if they don't care to drive well, then it'll never change. And most okay. of them will never care to, to drive well. So what you're saying is if they don't care to drive well, we should just stop caring about calling them bad drivers. Because yeah, they're essentially either, like, yeah, we know and we don't care. Yeah, we should either A, just not care anymore. Okay. Or keep calling them Asian dri- bad Asian drivers or make more fun of them or do whatever they want because they're not going to really care. On a serious note is just like what you went through of like that actually like personal feeling of like, oh, fuck this person because they're Asian. Like having like a bad, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think we can make light of it. But when you start actually sending out bad thoughts and bad energy to a person because they're bad drivers, A, isn't doing you any well to think those bad thoughts mm-hmm. and b they're human you know maybe like you said maybe they have a phd but they're a bad driver so you know just like let that go like let them that let them have that one yeah know? i mean and i think it's a day-to-day thing and i think that in those moments where you're like oh my god this person's a bad driver it's because they're asian stop and think right they might not be american asian they might not be from here exactly they might still be learning how to drive and right. get their mojo going behind the wheel and think about how much actually pos- like positivity and what you're gaining from all these asians being in your country you know just like t- if you want to take it a broader okay. you want to like, just like go broad with it. i'm just talking about the rules of the road <laughs> like i'm just i'm putting it just on the road i'm taking it like further than that if i'm saying because road rage is such a big deal in america you know like there's been so many things on the road rage that it just isn't healthy and 
and and Asians are less susceptible to it. I've also I read that too in prep for this That's show. Funny, I Asian think. people are less susceptible <laughs> to road rage. So yeah. maybe that also has something to do with it. Right, calm, everyone just calm down. Everyone just calm the fuck down. It's not it's not a big deal. I mean, that could be just a great, a great episode in itself of like driving and how I I mean, I've had I've heard horrible things about road rage. You know, people like gotten murdered from road rage yeah. and gotten killed. And like, so, yeah, on, on that note, I just I feel like it's one that will persist. Mm-hmm. And um, we as humans just need to come from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And when we feel like we're being triggered by this stereotype, just don't give in to it. And um, think about all the times you've been a bad driver, you know? And on that note, I think that's our longest episode to Is date. It? I think so. Wow. I think so. We got really excited talking about the Oscars. We did. It was an exciting We time. had to. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yes, once again. This episode of Black and Yellow was produced by Christian Humes at Zeitheist. If you want to stay in contact with Jackie and I, I am Alana Webster. You can find me on Instagram at, at Renegade of Fun. And my IG handle is Jacqueline Chung Young, very original. <laughs> or you can find us on Instagram. You can find the uh the Instagram for this actual show. It is Black and Yellow Podcast. Or you can email us. Our inbox is always open at podcastblackandyellow at gmail.com. We will see you guys later. Bye.